So we're going to look at some different scriptures tonight. And you need to know that this is so much bigger than you. If you are ashamed, it's because you're making it all about you and, you, and your faith was never meant to be about you. It was meant to be about others and sharing what God has done in your heart and your life and let other people experiencing it. It's all for his glory and his name. So we're going to start in Romans chapter 1, and this is what it says in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to Jew first and also to Greek. So what the writer here is saying is that the Jewish people were really embarrassed because they saw the Christian faith as a stumbling block. Well, a stumbling block. And anyone who gave into their faith was seen as like a loser, as like an outcast. How could you give up on the Jewish traditions and turn to Jesus? So they were embarrassed and they were given shame for leaving their original faith. And then he talks about the Greeks here. So first to the Jews and then to the Greeks. And the Greeks also saw that this was just like foolishness to them. Why would they give up all of their old ways and everything that they had for this Jesus person? And so they would also receive a lot of shame if they ever gave their life to Christ. And right here he says, why would I ever be ashamed of this gospel that has transformed my life? This gospel that is so powerful, that took me, a wretch, a broken person, and has given me new meaning and purpose. And more than that, one day, when I pass away, I will be with Jesus forever where everything is made perfect. How could I ever be ashamed about this amazing gift that God has given me? There is so much power inside of it. Guys, he knew what it was like to be persecuted. He was thrown in prison. He was beat up. And yet he was still willing to say this. How could I ever shy away from this gospel that I've seen can do so much in people's lives? And the truth is, you and I have seen it do a lot too. We've seen it actually change people. And yeah, at the same time, I know you guys are seeing a lot of hard things right now. Some things that don't add up. You're looking at your life and you're going, God, why are you allowing this to happen? God, why is this happening? Here's this guy up on stage right now, and he's talking about the power of the gospel, but yet all I see is brokenness around me right now. Here's what I promise you is that God's not done in that situation just yet. Let him unfold the story. Call on his name and watch what he will do. Yeah, this is a broken world when sin entered it, but God can still make beauty out of the ashes. Guys, I'm really bad at receiving gifts. Christmas is coming up, and um, if I don't like it, like I, I have really a hard time pretending like I like the gift. Does anyone else like that? Yeah, like you have no poker face, right? And even if I do like the gift, I just have a really hard time getting excited about gifts. That's just not my love language, right? Does anyone else feel that? Like, like you'll legitimately like really like the gift and your mom like wants you to freak out or like your girlfriend or your boyfriend wants you to go nuts and you're like, yeah, this is awesome, great. And they know that you're faking it, but you like it deep down. It's a struggle during the holidays. So some of you guys can relate to me, but guys, that's how some of us act to this amazing gift that we have been given. We take it for granted. We don't think it's really all that powerful, but I promise you that it truly is. I want to look at this next verse now. John 15, and this is what it says. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Because there will be people 
who just don't like you. That's just part of life. Even for not doing anything, even just for being yourself, they won't like you. And there will be people who don't like you because of your faith. And Jesus tells us right here, if the world hates you for what you believe and what you stand for, it's okay. Because they hated him first. Now, that, this doesn't mean that every person that you will ever talk to will hate you because of your faith. People who are nothing like Jesus love to be around him because they saw that there was something different in him. It's normally religious people sometimes that will hate us because of our faith, maybe because we're coming back to Christ because of some mistakes that we have made, or maybe it is people that don't know Christ that will hate us because of it, but that's not everyone, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't share your faith, and that doesn't mean that you should be embarrassed, because this is what it goes on to say. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. If the world loves everything about you guys, you should be a little bit worried. If you fit in perfectly, then you have a problem because then you don't look all too much like Jesus. You should make a stand for some things in your life that you know are right, and they will not like that, but they will respect it even if they don't say it, and they will want what you have even if they don't immediately say it. I've seen that happen so many times in my life, but because you are not of the world, I chose you out of the world. Have you guys ever played kickball before and uh, you pick teams? I'm about to bring up some harsh memories for some of you guys. What is like the worst thing that could ever happen? Being picked last, right? I don't know what that's like, but I'm sure some of you can relate in here, right? Bring up, I'm just kidding. Bring up some horrible memories, right? Because it's like Jesus has laid out everyone in the world. And I want you to know he picks you first every single time. Because, you know how I know he picks you? It's because you're sitting in these seats right now. It's no mistake that you're here. You were meant to receive this love. Even if some of you are resisting it tonight, even if you're trying to run from it, God is picking you, and he's calling you, and he's not going to give up on you because you are set apart before time to be in this moment right now and to hear this word. And God is working in your life, even if you are pushing it away. You were chosen. You were given this amazing gift. And it's okay if some people don't like you because of it. Because God, the creator of all things, cares about you so much in the middle of all of it. And now here's where I really want to camp out. Here's where I want to spend our time. Because this is what the world needs to hear. This is why we cannot be embarrassed of our faith. And some of you need to hear this, even if you have been a Christian for a really long time. This is John 20, verse 23. I send to you, I, I send you to preach the forgiveness of skin, uh, sins, and people's sins will be forgiven. But if you don't proclaim the forgiveness of their sins, they will remain guilty. Let me set the scene for you guys. This is right after the women had seen Jesus resurrected, and their, the word had started to spread that he was back from the dead. And so some of the Jewish leaders and some of the people at that time were getting really upset about it. So the disciples were all huddled up and they were actually hiding in a room because they were worried, they were embarrassed, they were scared that they would be persecuted for believing in Jesus because people knew who they were. So here they were hiding in this room and Jesus appears to them and he starts talking to them. And he says, go ahead, 
You can look at the scars on my hands and my feet. I'm back, and I love you so much. And these are some of the first words that he tells them. This is what it is all about. We make Christianity about so many other things. Some of you guys are hurting right now in this room because other people who've meant well have tried to tell you that Christianity is about other things, that it's about keeping the rules, that it's about doing the right thing all the time. And if you don't do the right thing all the time, then you have no place in Christianity, that you should be excluded, that you should be thrown out. But this is what Jesus wants all of his followers to know and to do. Like literally, he's just back from the dead. And this is what he says. I want to read it one more time. I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins and that people's sins will be forgiven. But if you do not proclaim the forgiveness of their sins, they will remain guilty. And he's telling them, all right, I have conquered death. I've come back. And I need you to play your part in this now. You have a role in this amazing thing that I'm doing. Don't make it about anything else but the forgiveness of sins and what I have done on the cross. And that is what the whole world needs to hear always. Now, if I ask some of you guys, what's the first thing that you think about when you think of Christians sharing their faith? It's don't do this, it's don't do that. But right here, Jesus says, tell everyone that they can be forgiven. But if we don't share this faith, guys, if we don't tell the world that this is possible, then Jesus tells us right here that they're going to remain guilty. They're going to remain stuck in what they are in. Here's what we need to do. We need to share it and then let God do the rest. He will win them over. He will show them how amazing his love is, but we have a role to play in it. And don't get the roles confused. You are not the one that opens their eyes to the truth. It is him and him alone that does that. But we share it and we proclaim it no matter what the cost. Some of you guys remain guilty. You feel terrible tonight because you've made your faith about something else besides the forgiveness of Jesus. It's not very popular in 2019 to talk about a pure, amazing, unworks-attached grace. Christians are known for so many other things besides that. And it doesn't make sense with our Western minds. We are very cause and effect. I do good, so I get good. I do bad, so I get bad. And we still think, some of us have been Christians for so many years, years. We have heard so many messages and we still think it's this cause and effect because this is what we've been trained to think our whole entire lives. Some of you will walk out of this room tonight and you will still believe the same thing, that if I do good, then God gives me good. If I do good, then he forgives me. Guys, no, that is not what our faith is built upon. If that is what you truly believe, then you are minimizing the power of the cross and you are not truly getting the power of Jesus. Are you ready for this? And this is going to make some of you upset, but you need to hear me out. Ready? It's my, this has been my story my whole life, and it's going to be your story too if you would truly believe it. It's that I have done bad, I have done wrong my whole life, and God is still good to me. I have done bad, I have done wrong, and I am still forgiven. 
That is the true cause and effect of Jesus. He turned it all upside down. I am not righteous on my own. I could never obtain that. I could never work towards it. But what I can do is receive his righteousness. And any Christian that tells you that they don't still sin, any Christian that tells you that they don't struggle with different things daily is a liar. The Bible actually tells us that anyone says that if they do not struggle, then the truth is not actually in them. And yes, God is making us new and he's, he's bringing us along in this process. But the real truth is this, is that I have done bad and I still get good. And I will do bad probably in my future and I will still get good from God. It's not just because I do good and I earn good from him. That's not what truth is. You need to break this mentality out of your mind because if that is your mentality, you will be guilty forever because you will never be able to do enough good to make yourself feel at peace. I still hear people preaching this all the time, guys, and we just have such a hard time with it. I truly believe, I truly believe that the moment you came to Christ and you gave your heart, and, and there are different views and takes on this, and this is mine, and I'm not saying it like it is an absolute, there is different camps of view, but I truly believe this, is that you were born into Christ and all your sins were forgiven. Anything you will do in the future, anything you have done in the past, and anything you are currently doing, it is all forgiven and covered in the blood of Jesus. There is nothing you can do to outrun this love. That moment you surrendered your life, all scripture says that we have to do is believe. If you believe, yet it doesn't sit well with us because it doesn't work good with our pride because our pride still wants to earn it. Our pride still wants to achieve all of this. And there are different things at work in all this. I'm not trying to oversimplify anything. If you are, have more questions about this and you would like to talk through this more, I'd love to talk through you with, with this um, more after the message. But guys, know this, that you are forgiven. Your sins are truly, truly dealt with. You don't have to be guilty anymore. You are forgiven and you are set apart. Can I tell you something that, that really scares me sometimes? Um, I believe that heaven will let in a lot of people that the church have kicked out. I believe that heaven will let in a lot of people the church wants nothing to do with. People that have fallen, people that have messed up, I think heaven will, will welcome with open arms because it's never been about what you do. And it will never be about what you do. It will always be about what he has done and if you truly believe it or not. And I know that sometimes it's really hard for this all to make sense, for it really to click and seep into your mind. And I think our minds wrestle with this, and I think it's okay to have some doubts in your minds because it was always meant to be about your heart. And so if you're struggling with some doubts, talk about them, bring them out into the light. But if you know it here, if you believe it, then you are forgiven, even if you struggle sometimes. You know, I, we get this picture always, right, that Peter is up in heaven. And I think some of us think that when we first enter, we're going to need to tell him all the good things that we did. You know, I, I didn't do all this bad stuff, so I should be allowed into heaven. I, I deserve this. I, I've earned it. And that's not it. He'll say, we're not impressed 
with all the bad that you've done. We're not impressed with all the good that you've done because it will always only be about what Jesus has done. And that's why heaven will let in people that the church won't. And I so badly want to be a church that lets everyone in, that will help them deal with the stuff that they're going through because I know that's how Jesus is. I know his arms are open and they are welcoming and he doesn't want you to stay stuck in your guilt. Everything that we just talked about is what this world needs to hear. We need this to be what we are known for, that anyone can be forgiven, that no one is too far gone. What if you guys started living like that? And it's okay if you're not perfect. It's okay if you don't have it all together because Jesus does and he will help you be the person that he is making you into. Don't hold back anymore. Don't be ashamed. Don't be riddled with guilt. Don't let the enemy keep you trapped in what you are trapped in. Jesus so badly wants to draw close to you tonight. There's no more reasons to be embarrassed. I think the biggest reason why we're embarrassed it's because we feel like we are so guilty. Because deep down, even if we act like we're cool on the surface, we know we've done a lot of bad things in here. And so we're really ashamed and embarrassed to talk about God. Guys, do not let the enemy use that to hold you back. You are forgiven, and his blood covers you. It is in the past. The Bible says that your sins are as far as the east is from the west. I want to go back to that verse that we talked about a little bit earlier, that if you deny God to others, then he'll deny you to his father. When you look at scripture, you need to look at it as a whole. And I do think the words of Jesus are very serious there. But we have an example in scripture of someone who actually did this, who denied that he knew Jesus. And it was one of Jesus' closest friends. His name was Peter. And he literally looked at Jesus while he was denying him. And he went out and he weeped bitterly and he was broken over his sin. And Jesus comes back to him and he meets him with love and grace and compassion. So if you have done this, this is your moment to turn from it, to change, to be different. And Jesus tells Peter, you are the rock on which I will build my church. Guys, this is what grace is. It's amazing. That in one moment, you can go from denying Jesus to be the rock which the church is built on. That's what God does. He takes the worst of us, and he makes us some of the most powerful. So his, his glory can shine the brightest through us. No one is gone. No one is lost. And so here's tonight's bottom line, what I want to share with you guys. And it's so important that you remember this. No matter what the cost, everyone needs to hear they can be forgiven. You need to put aside whatever shame you feel, whatever guilt you feel. Because even if you feel those things, they're not an absolute truth. The truth is what God says about you. And as I look through scripture, I don't see those things when he talks about his beloved sons and his daughters. You know what won't be in heaven? Shame and guilt and fear and all the things that hold us back. So why don't we start living like it, even if we don't feel it? Because that's what awaits us. That would be so powerful, guys. 
This is what the world needs to hear. I hope some of you needed to hear it tonight too. I want to pray for you guys. God, thank you so much for your amazing love that has wiped away our sins, that makes us whole, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the Alpha and the Omega and that you have the final say over all things and you take the worst of us, God, and you make us into something beautiful. I pray, God, that your glory would shine bright tonight. God, that we would see how truly powerful you are. God, I just break every assignment over every life in this room that the enemy has been tormenting for too long, just been dragging them through guilt and shame, telling them that there are so many other ways to be satisfied, that they're missing out on real life, that they would know that this is what Christianity is really all about. No perfect people, just forgiven people. I pray, Lord, that your love would cover us in a new way like never before. God, we just need you to do this. We can't do this on our own strength, God. We can't remove this guilt. I just pray for people who are just struggling with this day in and day out, God. And they just feel so beaten up. They feel like such a failure, God. I pray your love would surround them and let them know that there is a new day coming, that it won't be like this forever, that hope would rise like never before. We just love you, Jesus. We need you, God. Do the impossible in our hearts and our minds. We love you. Pray all these things in your name.